because it all ends here, except for MuggleCast. This is MuggleCast episode 233 for July 2nd, 2011. This week's episode of MuggleCast is brought to you by Hypable.com, a brand new entertainment website created by the staff of MuggleNet. Hypable is a MuggleNet for multiple fandoms, passionate, complete coverage for all the fandoms that we cover. Now with over 40 fandoms including Glee, True Blood, Breaking Bad, The Hobbit, Doctor Who, Merlin, and many more. Visit Hypable.com for news coverage you can count on. That's Hypable.com, H-Y-P-A-B-L-E.com. Welcome to MuggleCast, episode 233. We have arrived. It's been five or six years of podcasting for this. It's the final episode before the release of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. And it's going to be a different show today. Bit more relaxed, bit more chill. Uh, no chapter by chapter. We have to get everybody into the movie mood, or at least that's our excuse. Matt, Micah, Eric are here this week along with me. Hello, gentlemen. Hello, host. Hello, Andrew. Eric, in his attempt to um, create some extra show material, is podcasting today v- from his vehicle. Yes. Not while operating my vehicle, but inside oh, good. my vehicle. This is not a first. Taking after Ben. Yes. Yeah, right. I'm pulling a Ben. <laughs> there are, now, you live in Illinois, right? Yes. In Okay, because I know at least 12 states, uh, it's against the law to podcast while driving, so Ooh. I don't think one of them is Illinois. Not the beautiful land of Lincoln. We're all about freedom here, baby. <laughs> we podcast where we want. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into some news. Uh, there's been so much news this week, Micah, so we're not going to pick apart every little interview or whatnot, but we're going to talk about some things that are going on leading up to the release of the film on July 15th. Yeah, like you said, I mean, there's just so much news. It, it would take probably two or three shows just to go through all of it bit by bit, but we want to talk a little bit about the Deathly Hallows Part 2, posters, billboards, everything that's showing up throughout the world, really. And, uh, you know, somebody pointed out that not a lot of them have the title of the movie in it, but I think everybody in these films is so recognizable that it doesn't matter. Yeah, it really speaks to the impact of the films. Every time I see another one of these posters, you know, or these billboards, it just says it all or it ends here. And I think about like the marketing behind that, how interesting that is where they don't have to put Harry Potter. And I would love to speak to some like marketing expert about the thinking behind that. But I really appreciate it. I'm sure somebody forgot. Somebody else is going to lose their job. You know, they rolled out with these 15 posters and somebody's like, uh, you know what it's missing? And oh, he's like, no. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, you're you right. forgot the title. They're recognizable, but I still don't think you should be able to get away with it. I, I just don't like that idea. Because you know what? Everything Harry Potter does, Twilight does to follow it. And so pretty soon we're just going to have these huge posters of, like, Jacob shirtless, and we're all going to know what it's what it's going to be. It's Well, then it worked. <laughs> then the promotion worked. Well, no. It's lazy advertising. Oh. oh. I think it's very artistic. I think... I think Eric's just trying to redeem himself from the last episode when he outed himself as a Twilight fan. <laughs> that too. What else is going on in the news, Micah? We've gotten a lot of uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2 clips 
this last week in particular. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to see the feedback that we get, a lot of comments, a lot of tweets. And, you know, I'm wondering, Andrew, you wrote in the, in the document that we have here, we're done talking about too much. And the fact that fans often say, well, are they going to leave any of the movie to the theaters? And, uh, you know, we got a, a look inside, uh, Gringotts. We got a look at the Chamber of Secrets. And these are things I think people don't necessarily want to see until they go to the theaters, but there's nobody that's telling them they have to press the play button. Uh, yeah. And I honestly hate that. Oh, they're playing too, they're showing too much. This happens with every, every movie. Um, yeah. But speaking about the clips, the Chamber of Secrets clip, I think that's the only actual clip. The the other, the Gringotts one was a featurette. That featurette is really good because, yes, you do see new footage, but you also see lots of behind-the-scenes footage. And you see all the goblins, the actors playing the goblins, like all in one room, kind of getting their all their makeup on at the same time. It's actually really interesting to see that process. Uh, and they also talked about the d- designing Gringotts and making it, you know, really... Um, big inside and just very. So, Andrew, uh, maybe you pretty. maybe you can answer me then. What what is the benefit of them showing this? I mean, behind the scenes stuff belongs in DVD features. We know that there are precious few DVD features for these Harry Potter films. Yet they release because these... with every film they've released a featurette. Simple as that. Oh, every other film before. So that makes it okay for them to release five times as more for uh, five times as many for. It's not the five times films. as more or many. They've always done three or four I, features. I think people tend to forget how much they show on the previous film and think that this is the first time they've released so much. Maybe, maybe it's not, to but complain. this is the last film. I'm telling you, what is the benefit, or I'm asking you, what is the benefit of them releasing all these key crucial scenes before the movie comes out? I mean... You don't have to watch. You don't have to watch. I Also, fans tend to get really upset with it because they go on fan sites every day, and fan sites have to post everything that Warner Brothers posts. Yeah, we're slaves so, to Warner Brothers. So, of course, of course they're going to have everything that Warner Brothers re- Warner Brothers releases on the fan sites. But if you're not a fan or if you're just the general public, you're not seeing all those clips. You may see one clip completely. That's true. We, we need an alternative to the, the Harry Potter fan sites. A Harry Potter fan site that only posts what fans want to see and not what... So basically, yeah. and if you're a, in order to not be spoiled, fans of Harry Potter have to not be fans of Harry Potter when the movies are are in promotional stage. Yeah, so these they... these right, these clips are for fans or for people who aren't necessarily fans. Exactly. It's just to to get the word out. Yeah, well, what else I, is going on? I was just going to add though, just one final bit to that. For example, the Chamber of Secrets, say you're just the moviegoer. You know, you're going to look at that clip and you're going to say, "Wow, you know, they're going back to somewhere that they went in the f- second movie." So, you know, it probably ties it together if you're not somebody who's read the books. So I think the advantage of it, though, Eric, is that they're just promoting the film. That's what it comes down to. This is their last film, and they're going all out to put as much out there as possible to drive people to the theaters. That's what it is. And yet they won't even put the title in the poster because they're going all out to promote this film. (laughs) But yet they just show a picture without the title. We're going to agree to disagree, and we're going to move on. And just don't look at any more clips, because I'm sure there's going to be more that come out before the movie is released. ABC Family oh, yeah. is releasing some next weekend. So, <sighs> so is Larry King. So Thanks is Larry King. Yes. So don't go on Muggle like, I can't be alone. <laughs> I cannot be alone in this. I need I'm to sure you're not. There are plenty of people in the comments and on Twitter and on Facebook who definitely agree with you. 
But one thing that they all want to do is check out uh, the live stream for the Deathly Hallows Part 2 world premiere <laughs> next week. They're showing the first hour of the film <laughs> right before the live show. Uh, July 7th, I think that is uh, next Thursday. It's going to start at 11 a.m. Eastern. Google what time that is in your part of the world. Because uh, that's the question we always get. What time, what time is that is where I live? Well, where do you live? And Google where you live and do the conversion. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we'll, of course, we'll tweet when it starts on the MuggleNet Twitter. We'll, we'll tweet, you know, hey, the, the stream is starting. So if you follow Twitter.com slash MuggleNet, you'll... Uh, well, won't you be there? You won't miss it. Hmm? Aren't you going to hmm? be at the world premiere, Andrew? Yeah, I don't know if... I mean, I'm going to try to be on camera, like, flashing the camera and doing inappropriate things. I don't know if I'm actually doing the red carpet. That may be somebody else from MuggleNet. But, yeah, we'll... um, We may tweet some pictures from, from the actual scene. From MuggleNet we'll Live. Somebody right? else from MuggleNet? Who, from MuggleNet. who else is there? Well, there, uh, Richard. Ah. Yeah. Uh, cool. He, he may be... He'll, he'll... Well, he has first priority to do it. And we'll see, you know, what other access we get. But, um... Yeah, so we'll we'll be covering all that when, when it happens. Yes, follow uh, twitter.com slash MuggleNet Live. MuggleNet Live, yeah, and we'll, we'll plug it on the MuggleNet Twitter, too. Okay, and the, uh, the last bit of news here, AMC Theaters is going to be playing all eight films. Is anyone of our group actually going to uh, be attending something like this? That's a lot of time to spend in a movie theater. Yeah, well, what what AMC is doing, they're doing two films a day leading up to the film release. So I think it starts on like a Tuesday. But I'm just wondering, and and then there's one, at least one theater in Texas, not AMC, that is doing a marathon, all eight back to back. It starts at like 4 a.m. and goes through the entire day. I'm just wondering, like, do people, like, it's a good promo idea and all that, but do people really want to do this? Do people really want to sit there and watch all eight fil- films in a theater, go to a theater four times in one week to watch two films a day, or sit there for, like, 18 to 20 hours watching every movie back-to-back? Does this sound appealing to anyone? Well, so how I would justify not doing it is that, you know, each film, different director, they're not really, they, they don't flow together as well as the books do. Um, so I could justify not going to see the movies beforehand because we know that this, this eighth film is going to be completely different from the previous films. You know, you're not going to get the same kind of sense of continuity and, and growing up as you would if you did a reread. But, you, I mean, you guys understand there are quite a few fans who do a reread where they'll read all the books before seeing the, the latest film. Um, you know, isn't that the same thing? Isn't that about, you know, and, and isn't it quicker? to go and see all the movies back-to-back than it is to read all the books back-to-back? I just think you can watch them in the comfort of your own home without having to drag yourself to a movie theater four days in a week or, you know, camp out in a movie theater for an entire day. Um, but I just know. recently I just recently saw the Lord of the Rings extended editions in theaters, which was, they were four-hour movies, um, but that was split across three weeks. So it's obviously a little bit different, but the theater is, is, is special. The theater is a huge, huge screen, and it's, you know, the way that certain films were meant to be seen. Yeah, I can no, definitely see that there's like a community aspect in going to the theater with your friends. But that said, I wouldn't do it. Um, I attended a rewatch of movies four, five, and six leading up to Deathly Hallows Part One and it was exhausting. It was five, six hours and and I was I was I was pooped afterwards. So now now I I would like to see more theaters offer just part one 
before the midnight premiere of part two. So you start watching part one at like 9 p.m. or 9.30. Take a little 20-minute break. You come back in the theater and you get part two. That would be mm-hmm. great. Yeah, that makes sense. a lot of hours. Yeah, it does. And Andrew, you and I both said, uh, you know, in our uh, short review show from the uh, preview that we had seen, that the, these movies flow together. You know, part one and part two are going to really flow together very well. Absolutely. Well, here, here's the important question, though, for the people who do go to those back to back to back all the way through uh, and watch the uh, the final film. Are they feeding you at all? Like, if you pay this all-inclusive price, does the movie theater <laughs> feed you throughout the day? Or are you well, on your I own? I mean, they probably may have, like, an intermission between films. So you have, like, a, a, enough time to go out and get yourself a bite to eat or something. Mm. And, I mean, most... Theaters are gen- generally in like a shopping center or something too. Please visit our concession stand. <laughs> yeah, bring Let's a go lunch. to the lobby. Here, the the, uh, the the one doing the major marathon is the Alamo Draft House in Austin, and it starts at four thirty a.m. on July fourteenth, and they will play all wow. eight films in a row. It's time, so part two will screen at midnight, of course. I admire and, them. Yeah, the, you said uh, really the, the cool draft theater, house, though. The yeah, the draft house. A, yeah. So is that like alcoholic beverages? No, no, it's just the name of their theater. It's really um, cold I, in there from time to time. <laughs> it's uh, it's seventy dollars for a ticket to this thing. Seventy dollars. Jeez. Yeah. The um, there's Gotta an IMAX food. actually. I memories my co- aren't cheap. <laughs> my co- memories are not cheap. Um, my cousin emailed me uh just yesterday actually and told me that the IMAX in my hometown of Reading, Pennsylvania is doing it. Um, a rewatch. They're spreading it across three nights, but I think he said tickets are only ten dollars to see all the films. I'm gonna double check that, but that would obviously be a tremendous value uh, to go and see the films in an IMAX um, for cheap. But they're doing a rewatch, so there are other theaters out there, non AMC, but uh, it, it's really kind of spread out, kind of random. But uh, by the way, se- yeah, seems like a good opportunity for people who want to do it. By the way, at LeakyCon, um, they're not allowed to talk about this on the website because of the rules and stuff, but I'm pretty sure we can. Uh, Deathly Hallows Part 2 will be premiering at LeakyCon at... <laughs> Matt already has an angry look on his face. He's no, gonna... I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm like... He's, you're looking at me like you're... you're like, I'm, I'm going to say like something. Like you're going to be pissed. Um, it's going to premiere uh, at, I think, 6 p.m. on July 14th. We get to watch it really early at LeakyCon, which Whoa. is really cool. Um, oh, I'm pretty sure we actually can't tell anybody just yet. No, no, that. we we can. It, it They can't post about it on their site. You can talk about it. It's just, like they can't officially talk. Because oh, it's they like said a in their email screening. that... Well, they said in their email that we have to swear them to whoever we tell the secrecy. So, listeners, MuggleCast listeners, you are sworn to secrecy. Well, let's, let's double-check that before I release it. But I'm pretty sure... I think that was before... Uh, Melissa was talking about that, uh, Eric. That was when um, they hadn't announced it on LeakyCon's site yet. I'll double check it, but I'm pretty okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll email her, make sure. Uh, okay. Anyway, so that's it for news this week. You know, besides the billion other stories, you can you can go and see on MuggleNet.com. We also just wanted to talk about expectations for the film. Now, I mean, the, you know, the first movie came out in 2001. It's been ten full years now. And we're at this place in time where we're about to experience the final movie. I, you know, a lot of people are a bit sad, but at the same time, a lot of people are really excited. I personally am excited for this franchise to wrap up. It's going to be a very interesting feeling with all fi- all all eight 
Potter films out. Mm-hmm. So, what are Matt? What are your expectations going into this final movie? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to find the best word for it, but I my guess would probably be closure, just to have it end full circle. Um, I just saw a clip of the um the Chamber of Secrets scene that they released, mm-hmm. and it just made me even more excited about it because you I got to see a a, a set piece from you know four or five mo- uh, films ago mm-hmm. so six I'm, six so i'm really just excited to see everything come together and be like come full circle and complete so i'm really excited micah what are your expectations mr micah well i mean i i really expect it to be the best film of all eight of them and i know i was pretty critical when it came to deathly hallows part one um, but I'm not going into part two, you know, with the same sort of mindset after having seen part one. I've watched part one over a bunch of times, uh, since, uh, that show that we did. And, uh, I think I was a little too overly critical of it. Um, uh, but, uh, you know, just from everything that we've seen, and that's part of the reason why WB releases, uh, everything that they have is so that people can get excited for the upcoming film. And I think that they've done a great job getting people ready. I mean, this is it, you know, everything comes to an end, all the questions are answered and we finally have that last piece to be able to watch. So not just pick up a book and read, you can finally watch it on screen. And, you know, I'm really, uh, I'm pumped up for it. I'm expecting to see the best acting from all of the actors. And the best explosions. I think that's I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. I just genuinely hope that nobody really feels left down. I hope that everybody, every fan, goes and sees it and just you know feels closure. I think that's a really important thing too. And we'll talk about this more when um, you know at our live show at LeakyCon when we're doing our big review. Uh, but on Twitter.com/MuggleCast earlier today, we asked people, "What are your expectations for the film?" Wickman said, I try not to have any expectations, but some of my favorite p- parts are in the film, so I'm happy. Some things still bother me, though. Uh, this is a weird Twitter name. I am the bra, right? From what I've seen, looks great. They have stayed true to the book, devoting two hours for the battle scene. I have high expectations. Uh, Domin Chips wrote, I expect part two to be nothing short of amazing. I am so excited it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lynn2223 says, I've avoided all the promo stuff like The Plague, but based on the trailer alone, it looks like the epic finale the series deserves. Christy Vorkos writes, I'm really looking forward to an incredible final movie of the series. It will be a great movie, even if things have changed. And finally, Kelsey0403 writes, I stopped watching all the promotional material. After they showed the forest scene in the trailer, I said I'd seen enough. So generally, everybody's really happy. I mean, I really didn't read much about people being sad. You know, something for that's been around for ten years. It's kind of just time. Mm-hmm. It, every you know, it, what, it, this franchise has not been rushed in any way, shape, or form. There's still a lot to look forward to in the Harry Potter fandom between Pottermore. Do you think that's why that that, that you're not you're no longer hearing about? Because I used to hear about people who were really upset that Harry Potter's ending, and you know, the first posters that said it all ends, everybody was upset. But now with the announcement of Pottermore. 
Do you think people are were a little bit more able to come to peace with the end of the the films? I mean, the films are only one aspect of the the series, right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think also people have been, you know, getting themselves in the frame of mind about it ending and have learned to just um just to just to not be just to not be upset about it and just to take it, you know, take be it prepared. Yeah, it's it's better to enjoy it rather than. To be to, to be emotional about it. Yeah. I mean, sad about it. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't really know what there is to to get sad about, but I don't know. Maybe that's just my own take on it. But you know, and I think the announcement of Pottermore though was timed not to take anything away from Deathly Hallows Part Two, but to do exactly what you you guys just said, and that is continue it on. It's the movies are not the end. You know, there is more Potter beyond July 15th, and J.K. Rowling has seen to that. That said, do you do you guys expect to be emotional at the end of the film, come the end of the film? Um, you know, are you expecting to be moved? I mean, there, there's there's a certain... Now, we know that the Potter, you know, the world isn't ending. Um, Potter's still going on. <laughs> but it is still it is still the end of an era. Uh, it is it is the end of these you know first round I should say of film adaptations. Um, you know, well, will you be sad because of that, or you know, will you be so detached from it that that you don't anticipate being upset? Not even a little bit moved now. Being you know seeing it with your friends, I think that helps a lot. You know, because everybody's kind of feeling the same way. At LeakyCon, it'll be very interesting. At all these midnight screenings or across the the world, it'll be very interesting. Um, I, I just hope everybody supports each other, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I know your answer, Eric. I, the, all I heard during the test screening was, <laughs> from you. Aww. I'm not convinced that was me. <laughs> I think, I thought you fessed up. Well, it, I exaggerated slightly, <laughs> but. I <laughs> I'm denying it now. Yeah, you're in denial. Uh, I'm not gonna sit next to you. I don't, I don't need those noises interrupting my Ugh. movie, well, movie going experience. Uh, I'm going to bring a recorder in, and I'll record you guys crying then. I'm sure there are going to be scene, moments man. during the film that, that are like that. I mean... I, I are would, you going to cry, Micah? I, you know, I don't know. You never know. Whoa. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> even keep, expect Micah's that Micah's keeping confession. an open mind. Oh, man. Micah sniffles. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Andrew, you brought, up, you brought up seeing it with your friends. I mean, the four of us and, and others, you know would not be friends right now if it wasn't for this series. Right. That's true. We wouldn't even know yeah. each other. And we've discussed the, 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 well, yeah, no, we wouldn't have known each other, which, you know, I don't, I still don't know if that would have been a good or bad thing. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, the fandom, the fandom, as we've talked about before on the show, on, on the website and in various ways is such an important thing to a lot of people because a lot of people met through the fandom and by the fandom i mean you know through MuggleNet, through muggle cast uh, through all the websites and podcasts and not even just the people who work on them but you know uh, communities like muggle space you you meet people through there well you, so, you hear stories too at, at a lot of these conventions people who have met they've gotten married they've had kids and it's all because of this series it's kind of crazy it is crazy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all right well we're going to talk a little more about the movie uh in a bit but first we wanted to update everybody on pottermore 
Our last episode was all about Pottermore. We were live, streaming live on Ustream as it happened. It was 4 a.m. on the West Coast. It was 7 a.m. on the East Coast. It was a good time had by all, I thought. We had quite a few listeners. Thanks to everybody who tuned in live. We had, I think, close to 4,500 people listening live at one point, which was great. It was over five at one point. We didn't expect that at all because it was just so early in the United States. Uh, But that was great. So... After our podcast, J.K. Rowling did hold a surprise press conference about Pottermore, and she released, she gave a few more specific details about it. For one, we know now that Pottermore, when it opens to the public in October, it will have 18,000 new words from J.K. Rowling. That's about, I think, a quarter of Sorcerer's Stone. So you're, you're getting like an extra 25% of Sorcerer's Stone. Um, through new information that J.K. Rowling has been hoarding, like she said, and also, you know, new information she wrote up just for Pottermore, which is awesome, I think. Right. And she also said that that 18,000 is only one-third of what she plans to write for Pottermore. I'm just overwhelmed. I'm completely overwhelmed. This is going to be totally awesome. And, you know... The first book comes out in October on Pottermore, and then there's six more books that are going to be released. And, you know, so Pottermore is continued. It will continue to be updated throughout the next few years. I mean, I would say this is going to be happening through 2013, 2014. It'll be something nice to look forward to where, I mean, we'll not like we'll go our own separate ways, but every couple months we'll just have this new content to really pour through. And mm-hmm. uh, it'll be like a new book to read from our favorite author, only it's the old books, but with new, you know, fun facts and, and all those histories. It's, it's a really great way to experience Potter. I'm really happy with everything I've heard about Pottermore. Um, I have a question about Pottermore, actually, and I don't know if you guys answer this, but is Pottermore going to be purely Flash? <laughs> yes. Because I don't, because I want to use it on my iPad. I'm sorry, uh, it will, it will not be accessible on your iPad, but, you know, never say never in the words of Justin Bieber, so. Or Steve uh, Jobs. Are you saying J.K. Rowling launched a war against Mac? Against no, Apple? No, you can JK use Rowling it on Apple, Apple, just not uh, iPad. You, we all know she's a Windows user anyways. Because iPad does not have Flash, and, you know, for a site that's inten- as intense as Pottermore in terms, of, in terms of the experience, I think they thought Flash would be the best choice. Do we have any more details about that Sony, you know, partnership to create the new technology that they're they're using? Because it's, it's like cutting edge, right? Isn't it? It is. It is. Um, well, no. I don't think there's anything really cutting edge about it. I think Sony is the partner that's going to help distribute the eBooks primarily. I think that's their 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 main purpose. Oh, okay, cool. Here, here's Some what it other says. Things- oh, I was okay. going to read what it said on the website. Sure. It says, as a leading company in entertainment and electronics, including games and digital books, Sony is proud to partner with J.K. Rowling to create this interactive storytelling experience. Sony's philosophy of make-believe is woven throughout the Pottermore journey, where users are inspired to believe that anything they can imagine, they can make real. Through Pottermore, Sony will be able to reach both current and future generations of Harry Potter fans and introduce them to products and services beyond their imagination. Anything we can imagine, we can Sony make can make real. Wow. They're magical. I have a <laughs> list for Sony. <laughs> Here are a couple other things from the Pottermore Press Conference. Uh, yeah, so uh, we learned a little more about 
how Pottermore works. You will follow the story chapter by chapter, get sorted Where'd into they get a house. That idea? <laughs> get sorted into a house, get a wand. Uh, one of 33,000 possibilities for a wand, which is cool. And also, I'm, I'm very happy about being able to be sorted and get a wand because I feel like this is finally, Finally, everybody will get sorted into, an ha- into a house in an official manner because J.K. Rowling developed this sorting process herself. So, you know, you will be getting sorted the way Joe thought, the way you truly would be sorted if you were a character in the books. Yeah, thank God, because I'm tired of all these other ones online asking Matt, do, stupid do you feel questions snaky? like, what's your favorite character? Or if you found a dollar on the on the, <laughs> on the street, would you... Use it for personal gain. Would you be brave and turn it in? Right. Or would you want to read the bill? I mean, it's like stuff like that. Actually, I think the sorting out process is going to have questions like that. It is, but J.K. Rowling I'm, made it. I'm saying like completely obvious. She, yeah, she said that you're not going to be able to be. trick the system. And cool. you won't be able to go back either unless you create an entirely new account. So you, you know, once you're sorted into a house, you cannot change it for that account. Um, I, I, I know awesome. personally, if I don't get sorted, if I get sorted into Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw, I'll be disappointed. But at the same time, I'll be like, ah, oh, whatever. Joe says so, so okay. You'll be yeah, Slytherin, Andrew. Kind of the definitive uh, sorting there. Here's something interesting. Joe did not rule out the possibility of a physical encyclopedia down the road, which I thought was interesting because I thought this was. I thought Pottermore was the encyclopedia, really. I thought this was the way she wanted to do the encyclopedia, but apparently not. So that's good news. Thank God. Yeah, and I think it also gives her the opportunity to donate the proceeds to charity, which is something that she had talked about from the very beginning. I think she mentioned that in the interview or the the press conference when she spoke that, you know, that was going to be a project that was solely going to be for charity. J.K. Rowling downloaded ebooks for the first time this year and loved it. A thousand books in your pocket, she wrote. She uh, she said, um, which is nice. But I have a hard time believing for some reason that Joe. I I don't know. I have a hard time watching Joe use a Sony e-reader. Like picturing that in my head. But hey, I'm sure she had to try it out to to try the Harry Potter. Sure she got a free so. copy or ten copies or hundred <laughs> copies. Yeah, I don't know. Here's the um, thing. Do you I- think that they'll that they'll do like adult versions for the e-books as well? Or will everybody get the uh, wonderful, wonderful pictures and letters and illustrated like the American editions? Do you think Joe prefers the American editions? Do you think well, she e-books, doesn't prefer the most, American editions? Most ebooks do not have pictures, so I don't think you're going to be seeing uh, chapter pictures like you did in, uh, you know, the U.S. editions. Mm. Yeah. Really, most ebooks don't have pictures. No. They could That's if they wanted to, but boring. I mean, I mean, I've never downloaded a picture ebook. Yeah. Interesting. And that's pretty much it. She 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 said that one of the new pieces of content you'll be getting is a lot more on McGonagall, specifically her backstory, her childhood, ministry career, and early heartbreak. So we're going to be learning about the love that McGonagall had experienced uh, her love life. And also, <laughs> well, I mean, we're not going to be experiencing her. Never mind. The 116-year-old uh, form. We're also going to learn more about how Vernon and Petunia met at work, and that that Whoa. backstory will be on Pottermore. So well, you know, that'll be interesting, interesting stuff like that. That's kind of a companion to what you're reading. So I would assume chapter one 
when you see the Dursleys, maybe that's when Joe will insert that new content. And by the way, when you are going chapter by chapter through the book on Pottermore, you're not reading the book. I mean, you could sit there and read it if you want it, but the book isn't there. Um, what you're going to be reading, I believe, is like a summary of sorts. And then if there's new information, uh, it'll be included there as well as those illustrations that we've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. I, I really hope that, um, once the, the seventh book gets released, there'll be like an extra like epilogue encyclopedia where you can branch out and see what happens to the characters later. Yeah, that would be but, cool. Like, yeah. I want to know what happens when Hermione, um, meets her family again. Mm-hmm. Well, so do like I, that. but that's like three years away. <laughs> well, we all, you know, we as Harry Potter fans have learned to be patient for waiting for stuff. That's true, man. That's very true. So those are, those are the latest Pottermore updates. Uh, again, a, a beta will be opening at the end of this month. July 31st is when a beta will be opening. They will be giving out one million invites. So I think all people listening to MuggleNet and MuggleCast you, you'll know exactly when the beta <clears throat> opens up, so I think you'll be able to easily become one of the first million. J.K. Rowling is such a tease, isn't she? Yeah, it's been a long, drawn-out process, hasn't it? Yeah, she's, Would we have uh, it any other way? No. No. This is what as, we expect from her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what I want to know is, are you going to have to unlock things You know, when you're talking about backstory on McGonagall or... Uh, Petunia and Vernon, is that stuff sure you're going to have so. to I, I sure know, work hard so. to reveal, or is it just going to be like, hey, click I hope here. not. No, I hope not. I'll lose interest by the time it happens. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to go on another freaking scavenger hunt across the whole World Wide Web just to find out how Vernon and Petunia met, okay? Well, yeah, I mean, you won't have to go outside of Pottermore, I don't think, but <sighs> maybe, I, I don't know how it's going to work. Click I, three I, times on the Christmas tree and the green lights, and then an well, elf appears I, and the elf... Actually, I, I think during the demo that they did at the press conference, like, you had to, like, click on a boot and it kind of just unlocks oh, something, no, but it's not... not again! <laughs> but it's not like a brick pattern, at least. So. Not again! Okay, so again, that's the Pottermore stuff. We will be keeping everybody updated on Pottermore as we learn more information about it. So keep checking Mugona.com for all the information you need. Back to the movie release. Um, I wanted to talk about box office predictions. It, it, it seems to be coming more and more clear that part two will probably take, um, the record for top Harry Potter film out of all eight. Um, Opening weekend or overall? Uh, I would say everything. Is the first one still in the running for that? Um, you know, where does the first film stand? I feel like the first film was the more successful than some of the sequels, right? Has made $974.7 million. It's the number nine movie of all time. Point seven. Yeah, so where does that, but, but so that's, that's number they, one. Deathly Hollows Deathly- part, part one is number 11. Oh, with so, 954.5. So, it's not far off. Essentially the last film, no, the last film is going to have to surpass the first film. I think so too. It will. The thing you have to remember with part 1 is they lost a lot of money not making it 3D. Oh, you oh, mean part that's 1? True oh, too. are we talking I'm talking about Sorcerer's Stone, not DH part 1. Right, but I'm saying part 1 would probably be higher in the top 10, not outside the top 10 if they had made it in 3D. Oh, higher ticket sales, right, for right. the 3D. Sorcerer's Stone is number nine all time. I think people, at, even like people who aren't fans, 
maybe who even haven't seen a Harry Potter movie before, they're just going to want to see how it ends. So I think they're going to go to the theater just to see, you know, what happens, how they wrap up this ginormous franchise, because they've been hearing about it for 10 years. It's very true. There's never been a better time, especially with Pottermore just, just around the corner. Just around the corner, mm-hmm. I mean, a couple yeah. months from now. The There's never been months. a better time to, to, to yeah. you know, and go I, to a theater. And I think we talked about this a little bit on another show, but... From what I remember, there's nothing opening that weekend that's going to really compete with it at all. Oh, no. Nothing can ever really compete with Potter. Um, there is Winnie the Pooh. That's coming out the same weekend. Yeah. yeah what? So. Not the smartest. It looks idea. good, to be honest with you. No, I, it's, no it does look really That's coming out cute. already? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's one of those, you know, you just don't see posters for that. Or maybe you do, and I missed every single one of them, but... So mm-hmm. there are those films that are like sneaker films where they just show up, like the the new movie with uh, Ryan Reynolds and uh, Jason Bateman that's coming out. You know, standees happen in theaters like two weeks before the actual movie just comes out of nowhere, completely out of the blue. No idea. Winnie the Pooh, you'd think they would have like had trailers for and teasers for months and months and months and months ago, right? Oh, no, they did. I think the the trailer was released um, a, a good. It was, a while it was ago. released a while ago. Oh, yeah. That probably is just me, then. I need to start setting Apple as my Well, it's a, there's only been uh, one trailer. There's been, like, so one trailer, one poster. Is so. everyone in agreement that Part 2 is going to be the top Harry Potter film of all time when everything's said and done? Not just opening weekend, just overall. Like, think, box office-wise? Yes. I think I'm skeptical. So. If none of the other Potter films have surpassed the first one, then Deathly Hallows has... I mean, obviously, with the three 3D ticket sales, then it's more likely. Uh... I, I would be I, surprised if it didn't. I mean, I, w- I would think that it's going to move its way into the top five of all time. The other thing to account for is inflation. I mean, Sorcerer's Stone came out when movie tickets were what? Probably eight or nine dollars? Six fifty. Six fifty, you think? I, you I, still think have I, I, I still have my first stub yeah. and mat- oh, matinees, well. matinees were five dollars. Well, yeah. I think most people really just um, go by the ticket sales more than they go by money. Because of that, especially, especially the 3D thing. No, but I mean, we're looking at box office mojo and whatnot, and they, you know, they're, they go by money, and. Well, of course they go by money. Stone is number one. Right. Okay. But I generally, I generally think that's more fair if they go by ticket sales. They should. Oh, no, I agree. But, you know, I think, actually, I think ticket sales wise, I think Sorcerer's Stone probably is huge, not even comparable to, to, to part one. Yeah, in terms of money. Oh yeah, but or in terms of ticket sales. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm trying to go in favor of uh, of the latest films at all. I'm just saying I don't. Uh, it, you, you can't really compare with with box office money, especially with movies that have been released like decades ago. Either. I mean, it's, it just doesn't make sense that people like to judge it by that. Okay. But uh, just real quick, I mean, looking at all these other movies. Do you think it's going to eclipse the one billion mark? I mean, do you think it, it has a shot going to top five? Let's say we think it's going to make it to the top ten, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you, if you judge it by um, just by the books itself, I think the part two, I guess you could say, um, is the one that had the mo- the one that has the most potential to do that. Yep. No, I, I agree. And and part one was in the top ten, I think, until Pirates of the mm-hmm. Caribbean knocked it out. The, the newer one on Stranger Tides. Oh, that's, really? That that movie's sad. done that well? Yep, I'm $987 million. It really wasn't a bad movie, but um, not like the third one. Yeah, it was. But uh, I don't know. I'm surprised it did that well. 
to be honest. I'm surprised I lasted that long in the theater. Okay, so uh, a favorite segment before we wrap up today. I want to know everybody's favorite Harry Potter film before seeing part two. And then, you know, at, at the review show, we will, you know, decide if our favorites still stay intact or if part two is truly our favorite film. Matt, your favorite film well, you of the just seven. threw this on me. Okay. Um, well, it was in the schedule my, since we started. Yeah. Well, I knew about it a total of 30 minutes before we started. Um, it's not enough time. Do you want us to come back to you? No, no, I'll, I'll say it. No, my favorite film is still uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. Eric? Uh, part one. Deathly Hallows Part One. Mm. Micah? Uh, Sorcerer's Stone. Ooh. Yeah, I think um, I th- I'm I'm Sorcerer's Stone too. I think there's just so much magic in it. But I I think does everybody think Part Two is going to be their favorite? <laughs> I th- and you know I, I I don't know. I think Part Two. I, I'm I'm still saying Book Seven. <laughs> I mean Movie Seven. I'm part not saying, One. I'm, I'm not. I I still think Part One and Two are still the same film. So. Yeah. I can't. That's true. That's true. I think I may end up saying part one and part two like is my favorite film. Yeah. Right. I think that would be generally the the general consensus with everybody. Okay. Well, our next episode will be MuggleCast live in Orlando to review the film. Everybody going to LeakyCon. If if you're listening to this and you're going to LeakyCon, we can't wait to see you there. We will be doing our podcast on Friday. Check the schedule Friday. It's on the main stage. It's actually just following a new Pottermore preview that's going to be happening. So we'll definitely talk about what was discussed at the Pottermore preview as well. So that's um, what, 4 o'clock I think we're on? Yeah, I think we're on at 4 and the Pottermore preview is like 3. 3, three so to 3.50. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's on right just on, before. Right on the heels. Yeah. The other thing, won't there be a leaky mug on Thursday? So before, so that's actually the next time you yes. can hear us is a leaky mug. Yeah, I don't know if we're going to release it online in time, though, before... Okay. Yeah, so, but... Um, That's at 3, if people are looking on to On Thursday. Go. So Thursday at 3 is the Leaky Mug... Uh, th- Friday at four is the MuggleCast, and that's the MuggleCast the big review show. Of course, it will be online probably later that night. We will get it online because we know everybody will want to be, you know, checking out our review, and we're going to be, you know, getting thoughts from people in the audience as well. We'll complain, we'll cry, we'll celebrate, we'll cheer, we'll jeer, you'll drink. No. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. won't be doing that. <laughs> and, and a lot more. Uh, Speak for yourself. What other? I am speaking for myself. Um, Eric brought up on uh, Twitter the other day the "Don't Let It Be July" song that that I made. It was my second Wizard Rock single that I made (laughs) for um, Book Seven, uh, the Book Seven release. But it stands true for July 2011 as well. Uh, So we're gonna play that today uh, to wrap up the show. I hope everybody. We hope everybody enjoys the movie. Please, you know, sit back, relax. Don't worry about things that aren't going to be included and whatnot. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy it. Andrew Sims, season two of The Voice. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) On NBC. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Micah Tannenbaum. And I'm Matt Britton. Movie 8. We'll see you next time for episode 234. It's all come down to this. Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy the Enjoy the movie. Yes, enjoy. <clears throat> Your attention, please. 
This message goes out to Miss J.K. Rowling. Don't let it be too high. No. Not July, not July, not July. Don't let it be July. Here we go. We are hearing this tonight. You're probably gonna start a fight. I know this can't be right. Hey, Rowling, come on. I loved you endlessly when the books were spread out freely. So now it's time to hear some of your most loyal fans. Wait a little more, it ain't no lie. I wanna see you delay that book. Don't let it be July. Don't wanna be a fool for you. And just another book in your series for clues. You may hate me, but it ain't no lie. Don't let it be July. Don't really wanna make it tough. I just wanna tell you that I've not had enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Don't let it be July. All right, don't get it yet. All right, let's break it down. This may be reminiscent of my Muggle Cast rap. Was my number one single. Now don't forget, listen up, Joe, baby, come on. I want this book a little later, and so does each and every fan that believes the book will be. Once you've got more time, delay that book. Don't let it be July. Don't wanna be a fool for you. And just another book in your series for clues. You may hate me, but it ain't no lie. Don't let it be July. Don't really wanna make it tough. I just wanna tell you that I've not had enough. It might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Don't let it be July. Ah, you know what? Forget it. I'm giving up. I know for sure. I don't wanna be the reason for next year no more. I'm checking out. I'm signing off. The fandom will be over, and I've had enough. Joe, I, I don't wanna be a fool in this series for clues. So you know what? I'm leaving you, Joe, behind. Don't make it stop, please. Joe, please. Joe. Not to lie. Book 7, please. July 2008. July 2008. Don't really want to make it tough. I just want to tell you that I've not had enough. Might sound crazy, but it ain't no lie. Don't let it be July.